One of the most inspiring images to me is in Exodus chapter 36. There's something beautiful that plays out here. In fact, we saw this kind of play out at our church, The Bridge, this year as well. And so I'm excited to hit that part of the chapter. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Pastor Scott's favorite employee, Jordan. (laughs) Proxy. 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 So my dad is still in Romania. And so we have some guests um, this week. He'll be back next week, but he's doing some... He's doing some consulting work, working with some churches out in Romania, also speaking at some places. And we should so, just hijack this podcast. Let's absolutely. just not let him back on. Yeah. This is now between the canoes. Between the canoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're in Exodus chapter 36. And I mean, this past, well, really week and a half, maybe even longer, we've just been looking at the details, the, the very detailed instructions that God has for building his place of worship, that God cares about excellence. In fact, I was driving, I was dropping my kids off, Jordan, I was dropping my kids off today at school. Our kids go to the same school. I was on my way back from school and I passed by, this is not, I'm not promoting um, the Mormon church. It's a false (laughs) religion, but I drove by the Mormon temple. Hmm. Pristine. Beautiful. Like pristine. And then I drove like another block and I saw this church just like run down, like leaves everywhere. I'm just like, that's sad. We were talking about that the other day. Yeah. We're just like, with Catholicism, the beautiful churches. Oh, yeah. I feel right. like, we, and now we just are meeting, like, where's just cool? Like, the early church, they just met home. So, like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. But there's something cool, just a, a beautiful, a beautiful uh, place to gather. Yeah, an ex- a place of excellence for worship. Yeah. And so we do see this with the with the tabernacle that God is asking for, for excellence. And so we should be a people of excellence. Let's start in uh, verse 1 of chapter 36. You want to take it, Jordan? Or do you want me to? The Lord has gifted Bezalel. Oh, hello. We've seen this guy so much yeah, in scripture. We should probably learn how to read his name. How do you say it? Bezalel? I don't oh, know. Oh, I, I could be wrong. Oh, hello. And the other skilled craftsmen with wisdom and ability to perform any task involved in the building the sanctuary. Let them construct and furnish the tabernacle just as the Lord has commanded. So Moses summoned Bezalel and Oh, and all the others who were specially gifted by the Lord and who were eager to get to work. And that eagerness, Moses gave them the materials donated by the people of Israel as sacred offerings for the completion of the sanctuary. But the people continued to bring additional gifts each morning. Finally, the craftsmen who were working on the sanctuary left their work. They went to Moses and reported, the people have given more than enough materials to complete the job the Lord has commanded us to do. Junior, we were raising, our church was raising money for the new campus we built. Yeah. Or that we were starting in this last September on the North Shore. And we did this big project to raise a million dollars. And our church came back with over and beyond. Yeah. Like two million. I think we raised two we million. We were close to like two million. So we told everyone. We say, hey, just give half. Yeah. We you you <laughs> you gave more than what we asked right. for, and we were able to give that back. And that's what we're seeing plan. It's such an inspirational yeah. like depiction here. Cause even in verse six, you have Moses telling everybody, hey, men, women, prepare. Stop. Like we have enough. Yeah. Like stop bringing stop bringing things to us. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is. Verse 7, their contributions were more than enough to complete the whole project. Verse 8, the skilled craftsmen made 10 curtains of finely woven linen for the tabernacle. Then Bezalel decorated the curtains with blue, purple, and scarlet thread and with skillful embroidered cherubim. All 10 curtains were exactly the same size, 42 feet long and 6 feet wide. Five of these curtains were joined together to make one long curtain, and the other five were joined to make a second long curtain. 
who made 50 loops of blue yarn and put them along the edge of the last curtain in each set. The 50 loops along the edge of one certain matched of one curtain matched the 50 loops along the edge of the other curtain. And then he made 50 gold clasps and fastened the long curtains together with the clasps. In this way, the tabernacle was made of one continuous piece. That's mm-hmm. a lot of drape. There it is. He made 11 curtains of of goat hair cloth to serve as a tent covering for the tabernacle. These 11 curtains were exactly the same size, 45 feet long and six feet wide. That's I wonder if anybody was like uh, allergic to goats back then. <laughs> yeah, they're you all... know, like today, if we had built this tabernacle to these specs, we'd have like 40% of our people be like <laughs> sneezing the is, whole time. Is goat allergy a common thing today? I don't know. I'm I, Every allergy is a common thing today. <laughs> That's true. Bezalel joined five of these curtains together to make one long curtain, and the other six were joined to make a second long curtain. I'm just picturing everyone sneezing now, Junior. I can't <laughs> right. read it. You're welcome. For he that. made 50 loops for the edge of each large curtain, and he also made 50 bronze clasps to fasten the long curtains together. In this way, the tent covering was made of one continuous piece. He layered the tent covering with a layer of tanned ram skins and a layer of fine goatskin leather. And you know that there had to be a temptation because we would have felt that temptation. Does it have to be one continuous piece? Like, what does that matter? What does it matter? Yeah. And yet this is like, no, this is what God commanded. God commanded us to do things in excellence and to do things to the best of our abilities. We're going to do it that way. All right, verse 21. Yeah. Pick it up. For the framework of the tabernacle, Bezalel constructed frames of acacia wood. Each frame was 15 feet high and 27 inches wide with two pegs under each frame. All the frames were identical. He made 20 of these frames to support the curtains on the south side of the tabernacle. He also made 40 silver bases, two bases under each frame and the pegs fitting securely into the bases. For the north side of the tabernacle, he made another 20 frames with their 40 silver bases, two bases under each frame. He made six frames for the rear, the west side of the tabernacle, along with two additional frames to reinforce the rear corners of the tabernacle. These corner frames were matched at the bottom and firmly attached at the top with a single ring, forming a single corner unit. Both of these corner units were made the same way. So there were eight frames at the rear of the tabernacle, set in 16 silver bases, two bases under each frame. Then he made crossbars of acacia wood. To link the frames, five crossbars for the north side of the tabernacle and five for the south side. He also made five crossbars for the rear of the tabernacle, which faced the west. He made the middle crossbar to attach halfway up the frames. It ran all the way from one end of the tabernacle to the other. He overlaid the frames with gold and made gold rings to hold the crossbars. He then overlaid the crossbar with gold as well. For the inside of the tabernacle, Bezalel made a special curtain of finely woven linen. He decorated it with blue, purple, and scarlet thread with skillfully embroidered cherubim. For the curtain, he made four posts of acacia wood and four gold hooks. He overlaid the posts with gold and set them in four silver bases. A lot of details here, huh? Yep. Keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> then he made another curtain for the entrance to the sacred tent. He made it in finely woven linen and embroidered it with exquisite designs using blue, purple, and scarlet thread. This curtain was hung on gold hooks attached to five posts. The posts with their decorated tops and hooks were overlaid with gold, and the five bases were cast from bronze. Dang. Lots of details there. But again, this is this is God-inspired. And sometimes, you know, it is good for even our own, like, imaginations. I was thinking this the other day when I was reading through this again, as far as like just thinking about, I mean, people, God's people worshiped in this for a long time. Yeah. And it's just good to imagine, you know, scripture, the symbolism here, 
all of this stuff really does matter. And the more we know it, the more depth and richness we see in God's word. And so, and, and I think it shows us too, God's word was a real historical document. Like right. there's so much deep. This isn't just this fantasy story. There's actual detail because this was an actual place where they worshiped. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, Proverbs chapter 15 is the corresponding right. proverb for today. Junior, I want to share with you one of my favorite verses out of this chapter. Okay. This is verse 17. It says, a bowl of vegetables with someone you love is better than steak with someone you hate. I'm trying to find a... This is why you asked me to go to Steakhouse last night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I would, Junior, I'd rather... I'd eat a, be- a bowl of vegetables with you any day, but <laughs> I'm trying to find a plaque in my kitchen that I can put this because I think it's such a good verse. It's true. Yeah. It's who you're with, the presence of another person, it, it really does matter. And your presence yeah. to, to another person really does yeah. matter. It's hard to think of like how to apply that, but I do think a way to apply that is, is would somebody uh, eat a bowl of vegetables with you? Are yeah. you a blessing to be around? Are you life-giving? Or do you tend to drain people when you're around them? Maybe be needy or just want to talk about yourself. What kind of person are you? Are you a steak person or are you a vegetable person when it comes to Proverbs 15, yeah. 17? That's good. Yeah. And enjoy the people that you're around. That's enjoy right. your family. Go around. Go tonight. And have, whether you're having vegetables or steak, learn to love the people you're around. But absolutely. All right. Well, today is, I don't know, it's National Raisin Bran Day, but that's disgusting. None of us are eating Raisin Bran. Um, I remember my, my mom always had Raisin Bran growing up. I was always like, this is the worst. We're all out of cereal. Now I got to eat Raisin Bran before. It's made for a bad day. Start to a bad yeah, day. Yeah, if you want to ruin something, put raisins in it. Absolutely. Like oatmeal raisin cookies. Yeah, no. Oatmeal cookies are delicious. Oatmeal chocolate chip cookies, best. Throw raisins in it? I don't want it. No. What's what? Yeah. what why do people ruin life with raisins? Right, that's good, good. Good point. So we're not celebrating that today. Instead, <laughs> it's uh, National Writing Day. Kind of like weird if you're not a writer. You know, I was watching a documentary last night of some guys who went up to the, like they were up near the North Pole and they found all their journals. And I just thought that was cool. Like we're reading journals from like these guys back like, you know, from almost 200 mm. years ago. And I'm like, if people today went up there and died... There'd be no journals because nobody writes anymore. Mm. There's actually, there's a lot to writing. In fact, I talked to somebody on Sunday who, who said, um, I, I have anxiety and you said to write. And so that's all I want to feel anxious. I just sit down and, and I write because thoughts untangle yeah. themselves over the tips or, th- or over the lips or through the fingertips. Yeah. And so maybe, uh, maybe just pick up writing, journaling. There is a lot of, just some good, it's a good mental health exercise. There is. We were in a meeting yesterday and someone was typing super loud on their keyboard. Oh yeah. And so we told them to, we said, you know what? You should get a notebook. And yeah. then someone literally said, what's a notebook? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a paper and a pen. <laughs> it's a, it's a book. thing. Yeah. But you're right. It is, yeah. it is a healthy Yeah, exercise. no, it's Wyatt. He typed so loud during staff meeting. And so Jack... <laughs> Yeah, it's terrible. And when I do like a Devo, everybody's just laughing. Like nobody's paying attention because why it's just typing every little word. So Jack this time got out a, or, you know, the guy, our audio guy who's sitting here with us, he brought out a typewriter and just sort of going, (laughs) 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 it was pretty good. All right. Well, hey, make it a, a, I know it's a long chapter, a lot of details today, but this stuff does matter. We're nearing the end of Exodus. Uh, I love the book of Exodus. We're nearing the end this week, actually. Uh, hang in there. Let's uh, let's finish strong, and we'll see you tomorrow.